You are listening to episode 18 of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Lights, camera, freeze. If that's how you feel when it comes to being on camera, today's episode is for you because today's guest will be sharing her tips on how to project confidence on camera and she comes straight from the red carpet. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Joining us today is actress, dancer, singer, presenter, beauty pageant title holder, and fellow Puerto Rican native, Melissa Marte. She has represented Latina women in national branding commercials for general market media and has booked roles on popular TV series such as Jane the Virgin, Notorious, and a lead role in the movie Dangerous Company for a major TV network. Without further ado, Here's Melissa Marti. Welcome to the Focus on Bloom, Melissa. How I'm are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Jasenia. It's so fun to like reconnect with you. I mean, for those that have known Jasenia, I know Jasenia. We went to college together. So it's when she wrote to me asking me if we could do this collaboration, I was like, oh my God, yes, immediately. Let's please. So very happy to be here with you. Well, I'm happy that you agreed to be a part of the podcast. And um, for you know, you just mentioned we went to college together, and just before we started recording, we were talking about how you know, just going over stories during our production classes and everything, and just kind of catching up. And it's been yeah, really fun. so many <laughs> memories to to go back on and to see how they've kind of played out in in your career and in my career in very different ways, but equally as impactful to the both of us is is really interesting. So absolutely, absolutely. So like, you know, tell, can you tell us a little bit about you for our audiences who don't know you? Absolutely. Um, oh, and mention what's your, oh, I'm sorry. And mention what's your new normal. Oh, okay. Um, my new normal is let's start there. Cause that I think is what most people are going to connect with is being at home, <laughs> being at home. I, I actually woke up this morning and I told my husband that I saw a story of another one of the winners from Nuestra Belleza Latina, the show that I won. And she was talking about her, her morning rituals, her morning schedule. And I woke up like at 10. Um, I don't have children. Let's preface saying that I don't have children. Um, I don't have a job right now because I'm an actor and auditions are very scarce and, and limited. Um, and if there are any, they're from home. Um, so I wake up late and she had done like a gazillion things in her morning and I woke up and I came out of the room and I was like, I feel like the most unproductive human being ever. And he's like, why? He's my husband's really good at this. And I and I told him, I was like, she's done so many things like in, within the first, you know, eight hours of her day. And he's like, well, because she has a kid and she has to homeschool her kid. And then she has to like crunch everything in and wake up super early to like get all the things done. You don't have a kid. So don't feel bad. You can wake up late and you're still being productive. I'm like, oh, I love you. Thank you. So basically, my new normal is just you know, being here as much as I can, trying to leave the house the least amount of times possible and working out. I think like the, the thing that, that I've come to realize that that is my way of releasing anxiety and keeping my sanity is through physical fitness and working out and staying active. Uh, once this thing like started and they said that they were going to close down gyms, I, I, 
thankfully enough, had the means to go online and purchase a spin bike because that's like my way of like sweating and I need to sweat. And I have a spin bike in my living room and the back in the middle of my living room and I get on it. I try to get on it every day, at least for 30 minutes. And that kind of, you know, keeps me in in the mindset that I am working towards something, which is maintaining my fitness and like keeping myself physically in shape, ready for when auditions do start back up, um, not letting myself go because at the end of the day, actors depend on how they look. I've also been memorizing monologues and like recording self-tapes here at home, just trying to keep my memory muscle sharp, which is also, you know, the main thing that actors use uh, as their tools of work. Um, so doing that, I've, I tried to start learning the guitar. Um, I've kind of left that in the back burner a little bit. Not because I don't, I love the guitar. I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar, but it's, it starts hurting on your fingers. And the moment that it starts hurting, I like, oh, it just, <laughs> it takes so much willpower to just, you know, play through the pain. But but it's there. I've I've learned some. I, I can play very slowly, like three songs by now. But oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, I very good. There are three chord songs, but I can like I can I can strum a little bit, you know. And that I don't know. It's just something to keep yourself busy, and it helps. Um, and to to answer your other question, which is what I've been doing and and who I am, um, I'm just a regular girl with big dreams. Uh, that's kind of focused on on them ever since I was like 16. I envisioned myself being in Los Angeles and pursuing a career in acting um, for general media. Um, I grew up watching American television. So I always saw myself working on American television. And I started my career winning a beauty pageant slash reality show in the Hispanic market. Um, on Univision called Nuestra Belleza Latina only because I not not that I I always dreamed of like being on Hispanic TV but I always did see beauty pageants as a way to get in to the entertainment industry in a quote-unquote easy way because pageants aren't easy um, at all <laughs> and they require like a lot of self-discipline and self-sacrifice and self-scrutiny and you know putting yourself in a position to be scrutinized by random people who don't even know you um, but but it is a way if you get far you know far along in the process it is a way to to get into the entertainment industry and it, you kind of just like walk in through the big wide open door and thankfully enough that's that's what happened to me and when I won Nuestra Belleza Latina I won a contract with a major um, network as an on-camera host and entertainment reporter and I did that for three years and once that was done I decided to pursue my lifelong dream of being an actor and moved out to LA and started from scratch and eight years after here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. And like, you know, we're, being on camera is is definitely not easy. And I can't even imagine just being on camera with, you know, being scrutinized by anybody like you just mentioned, like anybody that don't re doesn't really know you and like you're on the spot, literally. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a a cool, amazing side of that as well, because it, it does uh, open 
opportunities and open the doors to a lot of opportunities that, um, you know, are some of the things that you are probably in your in your to-do list and your dream list, if you will. Yeah, I, I got to meet. I mean, working on Univision, I at Univision, I, I got to host my own show. I got to meet so many of my music idols, like people that I that I admired for so long that I whose songs I sang in the shower in front of a mirror into a hairbrush, like thinking that I was them ever since like I was I don't know, six. I remember I used to sing Pelo Suelto de, from Gloria Trevi when I was like six or seven in my grandma's house. And I, I've met Gloria Trevi and I've interviewed Gloria Trevi. And like, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of those type of moments and not just only with um, people in Hispanic media, but also while I was working there, I got to do movie junkets and interview people like Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway and Jesse Eisenberg and travel to places where where movies that I dreamt of like being a part of at some point in time that I still dream of being a part of at some point in time. And I was sitting at these press junkets opposite these huge name actors and just interviewing, interviewing them and seeing which was it's it's like the one takeaway that I get from it is seeing them and realizing that they are people like you and me who have had dreams and have had worked really hard to get to where they are, but they are no different than anybody else, you know, in the sense that they're like a celebrity is just a person, is a person with a glorified job, you know, and like a person who's who's been placed in a position where people... It, I quote unquote idol them, you know, but but they're just people. They're just people with with regular lives, just like anybody else, you know. And regular, regular. <laughs> quote. Let's quote. But but you know, but just people. They're people, right? Like like you and me. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. Um, you know, everybody. We're all just normal people. We're just mm-hmm. people. And with with our own dreams and and our own wish list. And I think, you know, part of the part of my idea of of creating this podcast is, you know, and I have it on the on my slogan. It's like it's for creative souls and dream makers because it's not just dreaming something you're you're making your dreams and whatever that might be. It could be your business and and, uh, your business could be, you know, running a podcast or it could be running a photography business, a film production acting, because I mean, like you mentioned, you, you are your own tool to, to get your jobs. Like you have to work out so that you can, um, you know, you just, you're staying, you need, you need to do certain things so that you can then continue that, uh, achieving those dreams and, and, yeah. and hitting yeah, so those I, milestones. Exactly. So I can be in the best position for when that opportunity arises, be ready and, you know, able to take full advantage of it. It's, it's, it's for me personally, it's been, um, at points a little, a little, not heartbreaking. The word isn't heartbreaking, but it's, it's, there's 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 a lot of selfishness that goes into it i guess in a sense um and like you were saying like everybody has their own dreams and their own aspirations in life and it could be their business could be like being a family and like being a mom and like running a household that's also a valid fair dream to have and and 
And there's people that have those dreams. I have friends of like some of my dearest friends. And, and when you have the conversation, um, I've had that conversation, like I've been in that position where I've had a conversation with my friends and they, they're, they run their houses and their moms and, and they have like their, their lives are completely different from what my life is and what my struggles or my focuses are for my personal achievements from what theirs are that at some point it can like if you were to like put them next to each other or even when i'm trying just to have a conversation with my friend it makes me seem so selfish in a sense and so self-entwined and i've struggled with that because i've i've sat down again with my husband who's like the level-headed person in this relationship he's more the calmer i'm like a firecracker um and he's brought me down. Like he, like I start going and he like pulls me back down to earth and he's like, Hey, those are their dreams. And and those are fair. And these are your dreams. And not because your dreams require you to stay fit or focus on, on your beauty or focus on, you know, your health and in different ways that kind of make you seem selfish, but it's not, it, it really isn't. It just, it's just the way you're you're directing your life and and everybody has some like you're saying some certain specific specificities that they need to attain to to achieve those dreams and in my case these are it <laughs> i love that you mentioned that and like you know speaking of you know goals and and you're in the acting world and that means that you are in front of the camera a lot of the time sometimes you're doing voiceovers but you're when you're in front of the camera you're in front of the camera with people that you don't know some of them you may have bumped into in a different yeah. production most but of, most of the times you don't know them. <laughs> most of, yeah like most of the time i mean hollywood is decently big <laughs> you know what you'd think so you'd think so but that was one of the things that when i moved when i moved and i suffer from panic attacks when i moved to la I realized that I suffered from panic attacks because um, I was dreadfully scared of like moving out here because to me, Los Angeles was such a big shark. I was like, I'm going to die. It's so big and I'm alone in this, you know, uh, which are fears that I think everybody faces going into any career. Um, but into this one, it I, I think it just... Because the entertainment industry and because acting is something that you kind of never get there. But, uh, hear me out. Because you have a job, you book a job, and then that job's over. And you're back at ground zero and you're auditioning. Like you're constantly putting yourself out there and you're constantly looking for the next job. And it's not like unless... You know, even even shows like just ended after a 12 year run. It's 12 years of these people working together. You'd think that, oh, my God, they're set for life. But no, they're not. 12 years are over. And now they yeah, they banked and they made a lot of money and they're set, but they still have to find another job. You know, they're still kind of at point zero again where, you know, they're still on the hunt for the next thing. But as an actor, you're on that job hunt constantly you're you're not getting feedback because you go to an audition and you nobody tells you if you did good or you didn't do good <laughs> you don't know you don't know um and you're getting judged on on your looks on on how you speak on like it's all on us like it's a very intimidating personal career and and path and i think 
to speak to what I think was your question as to what to do because you're in front of all these people, right? Is mm-hmm. I think the first and most important thing is that you can't take anything personally. Like that, that has been one of the biggest lessons for me um, within these eight years that I've been here doing this in Los Angeles, because most of the time, the decisions that make people choose one person over the other have absolutely nothing to do with us. It, it doesn't. I'm glad that you're mentioning this because, you know, if you're, this is very applicable for anybody and not just, if, not just if you're into acting, it's really applicable to anybody who's running a business because, mm-hmm. you know, if as a business owner, you're that next job is that next client, that mm-hmm. next opportunity. So you still need to reinvent yourself. You still need to be up to date in whatever it is that you need to do. So you still need to keep up with your craft, with your artwork, with your, your gift, whatever it is that, that you're doing that is driving you to to reach those milestones you still need to reinvent try to reinvent yourself and get better at it because then you know you have that next step that next milestone and like a lot of people a lot of our audiences may not necessarily be super comfortable in front of the camera now throughout your years in being on camera what would you say is a good tip to help people project confidence when they're in front of the camera and, and they're not used to being on camera. So I think that the main thing um, when when this happens, the main and most important thing is to know what you're talking about. I think when you know, when, when you're going to, for example, if it were for an audition, if I am prepared and I know my lines and I rehearsed my time and I rehearsed the beats and, and the intention that I want to put into this scene and into this character that I'm about to portray, the more prepared I am, the more confidently I can walk into that room and just give whatever I, I want to perform and leave. And if that's and, and that's going to be enough because I know that I that I put in the intention and the effort. Um, if it's for a speaking role, if it's for a podcast, if it's for an, inter- an, an interview, whatever it is that you're going to be, quote unquote, judged on. Um, I feel that the more prepared you are on that subject, the more confidently you can walk into that room and, and you know, do a great job. Agreed. And and that goes back to, you know, what you do best and you know it better than anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about running a photography business, if you're talking about doing like fitness instruction or whatever it is that you're focusing on, you know, your trade, you know what your services, your services are about, you know, really what experience you want to portray, Mm -hmm. want to give to your Mm-hmm. to your clients in, in your case and you're doing it in your way you're doing it as in the in the form of creating a, of giving life to a character mm-hmm. whatever that line might be whatever that however that character might be so it's I guess definitely definitely having that um knowing what you're going to say what you're going to talk about is going to by default going to give you that boost of confidence but yeah but what about like speaking uh how like for example, and and if um, this is quite funny, I I'm used to being more behind the camera, and when I go in front of the camera, at least not now, but before, I would totally forget my name. Like, oh, hi, I'm, 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 I'
I am, wait, what's my name? (laughs) And yeah. And like, you know, not everybody's super used to it. Now I'm, I'm more confident, but um, (laughs) what can you say to like tips on or strategies that you yourself use to speak with confidence, not just aside from knowing what you're going to say, but like how you're going to say, because sometimes you know what you're going to say, but then when the, you know, it's like, exactly, you freeze. (laughs) So one thing, and this is like, um, it's just like a confidence boost. Uh, I think, I think there's books on this, like on standing, there's, there's a, a pose that that's called um, the superhero pose, right? So you just stand with your feet like right underneath your shoulders and you put your hands like, you know, you make them into fists and you put them like on your waist. And and it seems really funny when you're doing it and you stand like if you were a superhero and you just stand there for a couple of minutes. But when you do this, there is something about, I don't know if it's like the psyche behind it or just like just standing erect and like, you know, like letting that posture seep into that. It just gives you confidence. It just absolutely builds you up with confidence. And um, there's stuff like that. I, I, I do something ever since I was young and, and I've taken acting classes where they tell you like not to do this, but I rehearse in front of mirrors. I do. I, I rehearse in front of mirrors. I think that it, it helps me in the sense that like, I see my own facial expressions and like, I, I don't know. It's like, I'm talking to myself and I'm comfortable with myself. So it kind of like, lets me let loose a little bit in a way. And, and once I feel like once you get it out of the system, that first, you know, couple of times, then it'll just like come naturally and it'll be a lot easier. Um, When, and granted I didn't, like I struggled with um, public speaking when I started, when before I did Nuestra Belleza, I did Miss Puerto Rico right after college. And when I was prep in, in preparation for Miss Puerto Rico, I um, worked alongside with the um, Girl Scouts in, in Puerto Rico, like the Girl Scout organization. And they had me host like their big events. And this is something that a lot of people don't know, but like I would do, um, hosting of like getting on being like the MC at the Girl Scout events, just to like lose the fear of talking in public, you know, and that's another tip. If another one that I did, there was a hotel in the town where I lived, which was Caguas in Puerto Rico. They had a new hotel and I would go to the casino and I like I they they kind of sponsored me in in a way for for the Miss Puerto Rico pageant and what they would have me do. So they they had given me money for my my competition, right? So what they would have me do, they would have me come in a couple times a week and I would read the bingo the bingo. Oh, fun. <laughs> I I would be like the bingo announcer. And I would do the the um, voiceover, like the intercom announcements and like read those announcements. I would I would do the voiceover announcements at the casino, like 
it's half of the hour da, 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 and I would like read the little announcement or like <laughs> remember that today we're gonna have this and this like and just putting yourself in those positions of even if it's like at a very smaller level than what you're actually going to be doing helps because the practice of doing something like that creates like this this discomfort in you to to let you know that you got this you know that, that you're okay if you can overcome it and, and you can do it and if you can do it at a small level you can do it at a medium level and you can do it at a bigger level and you're gonna be okay. fine you know yeah absolutely De- definitely P- practice makes perfect oh yeah and definitely it it, it helps you build that confidence and i need to apply that to my guitar so what about memorizing do you have uh as a as an actress you you need to memorize several roles and sometimes they're short sometimes they're a little bit longer so what do you do when it comes to memorizing a script how any tips that you have on that association um i think that the the main thing for if it's a script where you are um talking to another person obviously it's a conversation um with one or two or three or however many people are in that scene association like finding the first and foremost like imagining the circumstance like putting yourself and in that situation and imagining and like visualizing the situation like play by play scene by scene in your head like you know and being as specific as possible with with what you're seeing because that will automatically give you like the um, the next beat you know and and by association and listening like if you're listening to a person like that's like the the main 101 in acting be present be present listen and react because at the end of the day acting is just a simulation of um real life right it's just Absolutely. it's just bringing to to picture real life situations and stories with people that haven't necessarily lived these situations and stories but you have to imagine like if you did um so it's just being as vivid as possible with those pictures and and that kind of automatically ties the words into because if you know that and you're listening to what your scene partner is saying it kind of just automatically gives you you know the flow of what you're supposed to say and if it's a monologue which are, I'm actually starting a class online tomorrow, which is just monologues. Um, Those are a little bit harder because it's just you, but also like imagining the situation and associating like feelings. And, and to me, it works to put like real life circumstances that I have experienced in my life, in my personal life um, to these words and kind of, um threading them together according to what i'm saying with the images in my head and that helps me remember what i'm supposed to say you know and again practice like i do i do record and use my my voice recorder sometimes i tend to learn songs very quickly um because i'm hearing them constantly 
So I, that's another technique that I, that I use. I use the voice recorder. I record my lines and then I just pop in my headphones and have them on repeat. And you kind of get the lines down. And once you get the lines down, then it's just a matter of, let me put some emotion behind this and like, let me actually bring this to life in a, in a conversational way. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea with uh, recording yourself and Mm -hmm. playing it back. And one of the things that as you were talking about being in a dialogue where you have a conversation, you have to be present and, you know, to tie that up in terms of uh, business wise, if that's sort of the same way as you can bring a story, a story that's sort of a good way on how you can bring the story of whatever it is that you're doing and what experience that in that experience that you're providing to your clients. Because mm-hmm. when you're talking about when you're talking about a client experience or when you're talking about your business, it's really about how you're hitting those pinpoint problems with the clients and how you can help them in your own mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So you're this, pretty much so. So pretty much what you're saying, it's it's a different way of like bringing something to life where the, in your case, you're bringing a character in a situation mm-hmm. to life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I as I mean, I feel I feel like it translates perfectly because you as a photographer, we were talking before we started to record, like how you decided to go into weddings. And I remember when I sat down with the guy who was uh, my wedding photographer, who actually studied with us as well. Just Oh, really? Yes. Uh, he went to college with us. Um, his name is Gabriel Gonzalez. I don't know if you remember Gabriel, but anyways, he's, he's a wedding photographer in Puerto Rico. And I remember that I sat down with him and I told him my vision for my wedding and the story that I wanted to tell with my pictures. So it does a hundred percent translate because as in your case, I, I believe I'm not a photographer, but in your case, I believe you are trying to give these people the story of their like their love story or the story of that day in their life, like that magical time and point in their life in a set of images that they can relive second by second every single special moment that they had that day. So, um, yeah, it, it is kind of the same thing. And I think that through images, like for every human being, like if, if we, if we sit down and we go back and we think of, we, we do that, like we live, there's a, there's a saying that said, if like, when you remember you relive, you know? So like, just, we tend to like, have snippets of images in our lives that trigger certain emotions within us, depending what we were going through at that point, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it translates perfectly. Absolutely. It's, it's really about the experience, whether in your case, you're cre- recreating a fictional experience and, and through giving life to these characters, mm-hmm. or if you're a business owner, in your case, it's providing an experience to your clients, whether that is capturing memories, if you're a photographer, or even a videographer, if you're capturing the story of that day in video. But or even like people who are like cooking, like yeah. taste and or, or or scents or like perfume businesses or like all those things, all the things that have to do with the senses, eye, smell, touch, um, taste, um, sound, like all those things are are very, very intricately um matched Relate. to and related to, to memories. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So what about a big, this is another biggie. I think, how do you overcome, how, I think this one's also a biggie for people who are not used to being on camera and that is stage fright. Some people are starting off by doing videos, for example, live stream videos on Facebook or just any social media platform, but some are going into public speaking. Mm-hmm. And that means that they are going to be in front of a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that, that audience could be about 30 people, but that audience could also be about 200 people. So Yeah. And more how- nowadays, I feel like with, with social media platforms, like you don't necessarily have a grasp on the amount of people that you are reaching because it's not something that that's tangibly in front of you in a way. Um, but it is a much bigger crowd. For that, I would say that not taking things personally um, is huge for that. And I also think that when you're venturing off into something unknown, uh, be it like public speaking or, or stage fright, uh, aside, like f- independently, like if it were a venture like um, public speaking or any anything like that. I think the other one thing that we have to like get in our heads, and this is like a really hard thing to like, I think come to terms with um, and internalize to a point where you can actually project it. But, and I'm struggling with this as well um, at times is, is realizing that nobody's going to do something the same way you're going to do it because we're all we're all uniquely designed and i i because of my life experiences and because of the things that i have been through i have something that i can bring to a certain topic or to whatever that nobody else is going to do the same way you know um but that that is something that and i i'm it's funny because i'm currently struggling with this before before we were we started, I was telling Jasenia that um, I've wanted to start a uh, a YouTube channel or like you know a, a podcast or I, in, inclusively. I I have this idea and I know it would be great because like I've had, I I like think I have it in my mind like produced and said and everything in my mind for like an IGTV you know short like um, what is it a video video blog right uh, no. a blog. A vlog. A vlog. Um, but, but more relation, like not, you know, on other topics, but very general that could, you know, embark like a bunch of different situations and, and, and things. But like, because of the fear of putting myself out there in that way, and because of the fear of like, there's so many people that do it. There's so many people that already have this thing, like what is going to set me apart? So like, I understand that question very personally, because I go through it as well. But and as I'm saying this, I'm kind of I say this to myself all the time. I'm like, nobody is going to like nobody's you. So nobody's going to approach it the way that you're going to approach it. And even so, even knowing that um, and being so confident in other areas of my life, even then, like I, I struggle with with that notion. So like I completely get that it's it's a hurdle to, you know, jump over at times. But but you just got to. So I said it takes time. It takes time to like actually internalize it and actually be like, OK, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. Cause at the end of the day, what, what do you have to lose? 
Exactly. It, it, the important thing is to be you. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, a lot of I people... Think that's why I won Nuestra Belleza Latina too, because, <laughs> because I was me. Like I, you know, I, I, and to this day, it's funny because to this day, when they see all of us are like, obviously people have their favorites or whatever, and I'm not trying to be anybody's favorite, but I am a very genuine person. And like, I, 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 I'm very real. Like I, I, I don't think of myself above anybody i don't think of myself as a beauty queen like i said i'm just a girl with a dream that i'm working on you know and <laughs> and it's 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 given me certain things but but i'm just a girl with a dream that i'm trying to achieve that's that's it you know and staying real staying true to yourself that's so important because a lot of people feel that they should not start a business or should not yeah they a lot of people feel that they shouldn't start a business because whatever that business is, it's already been done or is there's so, so many, it's a saturated market. And I actually talked about this on a couple of episodes ago. And if you haven't, um, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check out episode four, where I'm talking about how you can stand out in a saturated market. And it's what you just said. It's like, you are your own person. You will never nope. There's nobody else that will do something the same way that you do. Yeah. It could be the same role, two different peoples, and you're going to, present that role in a very different way. So same business, two different business owners, and the experience that you're going to be providing to your clients is going to be completely different. So you have your own secret sauce. Mm -hmm. It's really about showing it. Exactly. And like allowing yourself to be your the most genuine version of yourself that you can be. Like you said, like when when you just references reference acting, it ties right back to when I told you that sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with you. Sometimes you just have to be in it for the long haul too and like realize that that failures aren't necessarily failures. Like we we are people are really hard on on themselves and and I include myself in this because ain't nobody a harder critic on myself than me. Um and I feel like the moment we acknowledge that our failures are just stepping stones and are just corrections for the next time we go at it. We know what not to do because that wasn't the right thing. And we have like a more clear guided pathway to, you know, maybe next time we get it right. And if not, you just, you just got to keep trying, you know, That's beautiful. You fall down seven, you get up eight and maybe that eight or ninth time is going to be the one that sticks. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you said that because, you know, that in your case, that next casting call could be the thing. And, and, and if you're a business owner, that that next opportunity, that next client could be what will make you a difference. Yeah. And, that, and that's also like part of how you bring clients back. Like that's yeah. part of how you can bring, you know, return cl repeat clients in your case, repeat castings. <laughs> yeah. And one big thing also like... And this is really hard too, and much more so with social media. But like, we need to learn like to stop comparing our what we do, and like even if it's like our physical selves or like what we offer as a business, like stop comparing it to somebody else's journey and to somebody else's you know situation because again, everybody's unique, and like what I have or what I have to offer the next person isn't going to have because they're not me, you know, and they're not going to have the life experiences that I have and that I can bring to this, you know, but, but it, it takes time. And I have a lot of friends who are on shows and I see them and I'm like, dang it. Like 
they're all on shows. Like, when is it going to be my time? But I have to trust that, you know, God's got my back and that like my time is going to come when it has to come. And I have to, you know, I have to be patient in that and, and just keep preparing for that moment because for when that moment comes, I need to be prepared and ready and, and I, and, and not doubt also not doubt the process because, because sometimes the biggest lessons are in the journey and, and we we focus so much on the outcome and on the, on the destination that we forget to like actually enjoy the journey and the day to day, you know, because there's so much in that, that enriches like your personal life, your, your personal relationships, your personal experiences from which at a further point in time, you can pull from to like use in whatever way within your craft or, you know, your business or whatever it may be. That's beautiful, Melissa. I I really, that's, that's really how we need to see things. It's yeah. just, if no means next opportunity. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love that. Oh my God. I'm going to write that on my mirror. No means next opportunity. Exactly. And, you know, we just need to keep, keep at it, be in there for the long haul because I'm, I, I'm not an actor and I'm not, it's not in my thing. <laughs> and I don't even want to imagine the hard work that you need to go through as to you need to prepare for, for your roles. But, you know, I, it's it's kind of like in, in a way it's like running a business because there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. It's not for it's not for the faint-hearted. No, no, it's not. yeah. It's not. My husband, he's an engineer, and he's like he tells me all the time. He's like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can do that. And my like, husband, I, I was like, I don't know how you can do what you do. <laughs> I couldn't like I wouldn't be able to sit in, a, in an office space in a cubicle every day. I've done it. Oh no, I'd much rather be home and wait for the next audition and just like because I thrive on that you know I I every time and I and I I it's funny because I I've noticed that the days that I get to work for me are such blessings that I wake up like sometimes we have call times at 6 a.m and like that means that I have to wake up at four and like be on the road by five because the death you're in LA <laughs> I'm in LA and like the location is an hour or like 45 minutes to an hour away. So I have to be there early on time. And like, but I wake up with so much joy and like so much excitement that it's just exciting. You know, so I'm like, yes, let me go. I I get to work today. And it's an amazing, it's going to be an amazing. And then I get to work and I sit in a trailer all day because it's hurry up and wait. And I'm just sitting there, but I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, I get to be on set soon. I get to work. Like it's, it's just exciting and it's so thrilling. And I'm like, I I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. That's beautiful, Melissa. So, I, th- I mean, I think we can definitely keep talking on like oh. how we can reach our goals and like yeah. feeling inspired. I think yeah. this is, we can definitely keep on, on this. Have, like, stuff stuff from, but, but you can also call me and we can do another podcast. <laughs> I love this. So, Melissa, before we wrap up our really awesome talk today, I want to do a lightning round. And this is where I'll ask you a few short questions just for fun. So, okay. all you need to do is answer the first thing that comes to mind sounds good okay i'm excited all right let's do this so coffee or tea coffee what is your favorite sound oh rain 
What are you not very good at? Um, washing dishes. Oh, that makes two of us. <laughs> I really don't like doing it. And my husband criticizes me every single time. So I just tell him, if you want to do it, you can go ahead. But then <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so this is a fun one. This is a new one. What would be your non-superpower power? My non-superpower power. Exactly. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, my non-superpower power, I would want it to be being able to pick an out like a really bomb, cool outfit with zero effort. That's good. <laughs> like, like just something that looks really stylish, like with zero effort. Oh, that's you know? perfect. So what would you rather do? Run a marathon or do 100 burpees? A hundred burpees. Woo, for sure. I don't really? I would run, run the marathon. I would run you the marathon. Know people run marathon. <laughs> Such long distances. I would do a hundred burpees in a second. <laughs> and now, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. Flying. It would definitely be flying. I, it's a I, pretty popular one. Yeah. I mean, I love to travel. Um... I think time travel would also be a cool superpower. Um, kind of, kind of goes in with like the travel situation. But like, I had the opportunity um, when I worked for Univision to go to Brazil um, for a press junket for the press junket for the movie Rio, the cartoon movie. That's where I interviewed Jesse Eisenberg um, and Hathaway, and mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. And as part as as part of the experiences, they had us jump off um, of Ipanema in a oh. in like in a hang gliding thing oh how fun we hang glided off of Ipanema it's the scariest thing like you literally oh, have like you're you're holding on to another human being and you're like in this sack thing like tied around you and that's pretty much it and then you have a kite behind you and you're told to run off a cliff literally at the count Just of run. three at the count of three there there's the cliff and then the 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 cement pavement ends and there's just downfall from there oh my gosh and you just like <laughs> run like off the cliff it's the most exhilarating thing but then when you are hang gliding it's it's literally like if you were flying and you feel that's why they did that they because you feel like you're a bird and there's so much peacefulness and quiet and you just hear like nothing it's it's so peaceful. So I imagine like birds get that feeling constantly because, you know, that's what they do. They glide. Um, and it's a really cool feeling to have. So I, I would love to be a bird. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally. It's a really long explanation for a fire question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and finally, where can our listeners connect with you online? Oh, um, I am on Instagram. I am at Melly Marty, M-E-L-I-M-A-R-T-Y. Um, it's the same across the board for like my Twitter, which I barely use, honestly, but mainly on Instagram. That's where I'm most of the time when I'm on social media. And my webpage is MellyMarty.com. But then again, I rarely use that either. Up that, update that either so yeah check me out on instagram there I, you'll find me there <laughs> awesome oh melissa thank you so very much for being on today's episode i really appreciate you taking the time to share your insight your experience with our listeners 
Absolutely. I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank you for reaching out. And anytime, anytime you want to have me, just holler. I'm in my closet for you. Just saying, yeah, I'm waiting it out. I love it. Thank you so very much. Thank you. All right, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to stay tuned to next week's episode where we're going to be talking more about ways that you can use video to connect with your audience. So stick around. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.